Hello and welcome back to the Collapse Experiment. If you like my content, please like and subscribe, share, do whatever it is that you do. Just don't get kicked off of Facebook. I'm not responsible if you do that. So anyways, to get to the story first, I'd like to acknowledge that yesterday was the third year anniversary of uh, Duncan Lemp uh, being killed. Uh, during a nighttime no-knock warrant on his home at what, roughly 4 o'clock in the morning. And the warrant was for a rifle that police allege that he illegally owned. Because they thought, oh, this is full auto and he shouldn't have it. And he said some anti-government, anti-cop stuff. Ooh, boo-hoo. Um, yeah, they, they changed their story not long after that. Uh, to a lot of other things that were not pertaining to the warrant, probably because his the rifle in question was actually legal. He, he bought it legally. And the argument, one argument that the uh, sheriff's department made was that, well, he had a felony as a minor. However, Duncan legally purchased this rifle along with all of his other firearms after passing a federal background check. So you can shove your accusations up your ass, Sheriff's Department. Yeah, you murdered a guy. Let's just face it, three years later, I'm calling you out. You murdered a guy, and you won't even name the officer that killed him in his bedroom, shooting him through his window. Good, good job, you douchebags. Oh, in front of his pregnant girlfriend, by the way. Yeah. Because uh, serving and protecting is what you do. Good job, Maryland. So, to get to the um, actual stories here, we've got defendant moves to dismiss January 6th case based on newly disclosed footage and FBI testimony. This is through the Epoch Times. A defendant in the proud, proud guys... Can I say that on YouTube? Are they going to shut down this? I don't know. I don't know how that works anymore. So far, nothing's happened. I've gotten pretty lucky on that. Uh, trial over the January 6, 2021 charges moved March 9th to dismiss the case after some footage from the day of the breach was shown for the first time. You're withholding evidence. Everybody currently in a cell right now who is charged because of things that happened this day should immediately be released because they're political prisoners. You did not follow the law. This is illegal. And I hope they sue the shit out of you. Dominic Pizzoli, Pizzola is one of the proud guys members on trial for obstruction of an official proceeding and other charges. The newly disclosed footage shown on Fox News this week is plainly exculpatory. Pizzola's lawyer said in the new motion, it establishes that the Senate chamber was never violently breached and in fact was treated respectfully by January 6th protesters. Protesters, shove your insurrection bullshit right up your ass. It establishes that the Senate chamber was never violently, blah, 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 blah. Among the clips, Tuck, Fox's Tucker Carlson broadcast were moments where Jacob Chansley, another defendant who is serving a jail sentence, jail sentence, 
How is it a jail sentence when it's four bleeping years of his life? That's not jail, that's prison. And he's in solitary, which is also cruel and unusual punishment under UN regulations. So, yeah, there's that too. It's also one of the reasons why Julian Assange, the UK, was like, yeah, we're not shipping him over to you because you're going to put him in a box. Uh, serving jail sentence after pleading guilty was walking around accompanied by police officers. The officers did not stop Chansley and even tried opening doors for him. Chansley eventually made it into the Senate chamber where he and others later knelt, prayed, Chansley, during the prayer, gave thanks to the officers for letting us into the building. Yeah. Pizzola also entered the Capitol, and prosecutors have argued that he and others being inside forced Congress, which was certifying electoral votes for the fraudulent 2020 election, to go into recess. The new footage, though, shows that members could have continued proceedings. Hmm, yeah. Maybe it doesn't pay to be a pansy. Yeah. Pozzola's attorney said it was not Pozzola or co-defendants that caused Congress to recess. Remember, AOC wasn't even in the building. She made it up. <clears throat> Congress interrupted its own proceedings. That is true. The lawyers are asking U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly, a Trump appointee, overseeing the case to dismiss it if Kelly rejects that request he is asked in the motion to declare a mistrial. Yeah. Duh. Because if they're not handing over everything that they need to in discovery, you didn't do your job. You don't get to prosecute him. Brady violations. Prosecutors must provide defendants with evidence that can be exculpatory or help defendants prove their innocence. Are, are we going back to the old UK justice system? Is that what's happening here? Like the one that we're supposed to have? Just, uh, like, I don't remember voting on that. The rule is crystallized in Brady v. Maryland, a 1963 Supreme Court decision, suppression by the prosecution of evidence favorable to the accused who has requested it violates due process where the evidence is material either to guilt or to punishment, irrespective of the good faith or bad faith of the prosecution. That's just bad faith. If you're not handing shit over, that's bad. You're lying. That's equivalent to lying and you're making shit up about the person who is being prosecuted. Zachary Rall, another proud guy defendant, requested all information regarding Congress going into recession on January 6th as early as late 2021. While Brady obligations do not extend to the entirety of the government, they do include investigative agencies or agencies closely related who knew or should have known that information would be material to a prosecution arising from their direct involvement. Direct involvement? Ray Epps? Directly involved? I don't know. Maybe. Perhaps. Let's see here. I just lost my spot. Here, the U.S. Capitol Police are directly related and fully aware of the events of January 6th. 
They cited previous court decisions, including one that found a prosecutor has a duty to learn of any favorable evidence known to the others acting in the government's behalf in the case, including the police. That's interesting. We will respond through the court. A spokesperson for the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia told the Epoch Times via email. Meaning, we're pissed because we got caught. The U.S. Capitol Police did not return a request for comment. Because too many of their good officers are busy self-deleting. Albert Watkins, who represented Chansley, said on Friday and said on Fox on Wednesday night that the footage the outlet aired this week had not been provided to him. Yeah. Justice requires dismissal. Another development supports a dismissal according to the new motion. FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller is being accused of hiding a tab in a spreadsheet that showed some of her emails. Oops. Miller was testifying on March 8th when Nick Smith, a lawyer representing Proud Guy member Ethan Nording, revealed the secret tab, leaving over 1,000 hidden Excel rows of messages, Nording's attorney said in a separate filing. Miller said in one email that my boss assigned me 338 items of evidence I have to destroy. This is a quote. Evidence I have to destroy. These are not good people. And in another, that colleagues should go into a confidential human source report and edit out that I was ever present, according to the filing. The hidden emails featured Miller's admitting fabricating evidence and following orders to destroy hundreds of items of evidence Pizzola's lawyer said, adding, if justice means anything, it requires this this case be dismissed. 100%. 100. The FBI did not respond to a request for comment because they're too busy burning and shredding shit. Eric Kunerson, uh, an associate U.S. attorney prosecuting the case, said in court Wednesday that even if there were missing messages... Oh, this this is already turning out good. <clears throat> the defense could have asked for the government to produce them. No, fuck you. You hand it over, you piece of shit. You can't ask for something you don't know if it exists. Anything that is in your possession you're using to prosecute, you have to hand over. Why? I don't have a law degree. I, I worked as a fucking janitor for 20 years of my life. I know this better, shit better than you do. Can we get this guy fired? He said that the prosecutors decided which messages to provide to the defense. No, that is not how that works. So it was not appropriate to imply the agent hid them. Again, no. It's a hidden tab. You did not hand over everything. This stuff pisses me off. There are people in jail cells right now who have their entire lives completely ruined because of these these people. Okay. 
Representative Green to lead GOP visit to January 6th defendants in D.C. jail. This should be good. I wonder if they're going to be able to see them covered in pepper spray and locked in their cells without giving a shower and giving the same fucking clothes back. That happened. Republican lawmakers sitting in the House Oversight Committee are planning to visit the jail holding January 6th defendants in Washington, D.C. Multiple media outlets confirmed. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and James Comer, who who both sit on the committee, told media outlets on Wednesday that they are intending to organize a trip to the Central Detention Facility to visit defendants who are criminally charged for their involvement in the J6 Capitol breach. Is it a breach when they open the door for you? A spokesperson for Comer confirmed that Fox News that Green is leading the effort. Green told ABC that she would send a letter this week to congressional lawmakers to begin the scheduling process for the visit. How about you just show up whenever the hell you want? That's when you're going to find out what the hell is really going on. You tell each other in person, we're going to meet at this day. We're going to go to this place. They can't keep us out. You go and knock on the damn door, and when they start panicking, running around, making sure that people aren't being get mode or uh, Abu Ghraib in there. Uh, Comer said the Hill uh, told the Hill that the visit was uh, not high on his list and that he will see what his schedules look like while Comer needs to ball up. Uh, the Epoch Times contacted Green and Comer's offices for comment. Tucker Carlson airs footage. Oh, wow. Okay, so this really isn't covering... Um, oh, yeah, it is. Green said in reaction to the tapes aired that... Uh, this is referring to Tucker Carlson. That Democrats had lied to the American people and that they had people in place to make the breach happen. The Democrats that support Antifa terrorism lied about COVID and locked down America, ripped our borders wide open to Mexican cartel terrorism, but at least they're polite when they kill our people. I will say that. At least they apologize and hand over the douchebags that did it. That's more than we're getting from our federal government right now. And daily fentanyl murder of Americans were the ones who did not place the National Guard at the Capitol on J6 when they knew the intelligence because they had people in place to make it happen. Now, I have a theory about the whole National Guard thing because what was one of the first things Biden did when he took office was, uh, oh yeah, if you voted for somebody in the last election, you were booted out of the military. I wonder what they were afraid of. Green wrote in a Twitter post on March 7th, citing uh, that Tucker Carlson, then they blamed all of us for the breach of the Capitol and have tortured American citizens as political prisoners. Wow, she's, she's actually saying it how it is. You don't get to ignore Antifa, anarchists, and terrorism on one hand and be all about justice for J6 on the other. Let's see here, yada, 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 human rights abuse. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. The visit is partially to see the conditions of the Washington facility because they're not going to clean that up beforehand. That's why you don't announce that you're going to do this. It gives them time to clean up their mess. It's like dad calling before vacation telling the kids, hey, we're on our way home. 
And then all of a sudden the beer cans and all the feces in the pool disappears and everything looks tip top when mom and dad come home. Uh, they're pre-trial and they, oh yeah, they're pre-trial and they haven't even been convicted and they're not allowed to see their families. Many times are not allowed to see their attorneys. The food has been a major complaint. Green told the outlet there's been complaints of it tasting like cleaner. We're going to be addressing the human rights abuse, such as the fact that they have been held in solitary confinement up to 23 hours a day, denied the ability to see their families. Yes. Why isn't the UN saying anything? Oh, because they're useless. That's right. Uh, A November 2021 inspection report published by U.S. Marshals Service found systemic failures in the conditions of confinement in the Washington jail. Observed violations of civil rights include, this is 2021, overpowering smell of urine and sewage, punitive withholding of food and water, lack of attentiveness to observable injuries on prisoners, an intentional antagonization of prisoners, U.S. Marshal Lehman Lamont Rufin wrote in the report. The Epoch Times has contacted the Washington Central Detention Facility for comment. Let's see what they have to say. As prisoners of this jail, we have witnessed the horrendous treatment and have been personally affected by the hellacious conditions this jail insists on tormenting its traumatized guests with. Read the letter written by some of the January 6th defendants of prison. So I'm guessing the the facility itself didn't comment. A more accurate terminology to describe the facility would be to call this location an evisceration facility of the body, mind, and soul. Yeah, because they don't want trials. They want you to sign the uh, uh, plea bargain. That's what they want you to do. And they're going to keep you in there long enough for you to sign the damn thing so that, because if it goes to trial, everything is public knowledge. Everything. This is why they're so upset about the proud guy uh, learning that evidence was hidden. Well, we just keep with the narrative. narrative. They all sign the plea bargains. Uh, don't give them access to a lawyer. Violate their their civil rights. That's That's what we're here to do. Free Jacob Chansley, Musk backs QAnon Shaman after new J6 footage emerges. This is from March 11th. Jacob Chansley, the January 6th protester cast by the media as a violent insurrectionist and sentenced to nearly four years in federal prison, has been vindicated in the eyes of many after new footage emerged last week, which refutes the entire narrative surrounding the events of that day. Yeah, he's got a pretty interesting book on uh, Amazon, by the way. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna give him some cash for when he does get out, he can restart his life all over again. Uh, you can go buy a copy. After reviewing footage withheld from the public by January 6th committee, Fox News host Tucker, uh, he was calmly escorted through the Capitol. We've we've heard pretty much all of this. The tape shows the Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. Uh, Legacy media is no better at truth-telling than the Soviet Pravada. Today we learn the truth. The QAnon shaman was escorted through the Capitol and led into the Senate chambers by police. He even praised them for their hospitality. 
Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure this was all information we knew beforehand. It was just the mainstream media ignored it. Didn't cover it. They didn't do their jobs. Because that's what they get paid to do is not do their jobs because failing up is how you function in this society. Now, footage has emerged of Chansley telling protesters to go home after former President Donald Trump tweeted to his followers. Just then, censored video reemerges of Jacob Chansley reading Trump's tweet tw telling protesters to go home and remain peaceful. That is the worst insurrection I've ever heard. To which Elon Musk responded, Free Jacob Chansley. Yeah, Chansley, the violent insurrectionist, has said that his one very serious regret was believing that when we were waved in by police officers, that it was acceptable. Why wouldn't you believe that? Why? How couldn't you believe that? Uh, a bunch of people let him out. <clears throat> oh, this is Elon Musk again. The shaman muffin guardian is obviously not going to overthrow the state. The bullshit JS, J6 lies are collapsing. Uh, and it goes on and on with tweets. So yes, the, the whole narrative is falling apart, of course. Um, let's see here. And I want to throw this in. I want to add in, these are some older articles, but... Let's see here. Oh, no, no. I'm going to continue with this one. Proud Boys J6 sedition trial halted after leaked chat log show FBI agent said her boss ordered her to destroy evidence. Yeah, and this is from uh, Information Liberation. The Fed's political prosecution of the Proud Guys uh, took a wild turn after unintentionally leaked chat logs from FBI Special Agent Nicole Miller revealed that she was ordered by her boss to destroy 338 items of evidence. I bet you there's probably more than that. The leaked chats also suggest Miller failed to reveal relevant uh, communications to the defense, potentially spied on privileged attorney-client communications. That's a biggie. I was asked by another agent to edit out that I was ever present during a meeting with a confidential human source informant. Yeah, I gotta love those confidential human sources. Concealed evidence, doctored evidence, destroying evidence, violating attorney-client privilege. What's sad is that this will be ignored even by conservative media and con Congress simply because they are members of the Proud Guys. Uh, that's not a crime no matter how many times Ray says it. It's true. It is not illegal. It is not illegal to be part of a group. You have the right to assemble. It's the First Amendment. And I'm going to preach this again. The, the, the thing with the reason they're going after the First Amendment is because the moment you can't make a vocal argument to defend the rest of your amendments... What do you, what option do you have after that? It's not it's not what they say where well the Second Amendment is there to protect the first. No, no, the First Amendment is there for you to argue to keep the Second Amendment. Because once you can't argue that, once they they take away your ability to uh, speak your mind about how things are going and what 
what shitty plans they have for you and your and your rights, um, they'll just take everything. So yeah, here's uh, they actually have a five-page document here. The, five, the feds are now claiming some of the leaked messages were likely classified, bullshit, in what appears to be a bid to hide this bombshell evidence from the jury. Classified, huh? Gee, I wonder why. Uh, spill of classified info details, Proud Guys trial. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this case was a fraud from the very beginning, and it's an absolute disgrace that it wasn't thrown out. You can see that the leaked text above the FBI agents questioned whether they could make out a valid conspiracy and not make a fool of ourselves. <laughs> So they're questioning if they can even go through with this before the trial started. Though they have made fools of themselves, whether that even matters in this D.C. kangaroo court still remains to be seen. In a just country, corrupt Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Chris Ray would be the ones on trial for their seditious conspiracy against the J6 defendants and the American people as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are suffering currently an economic collapse that is impending, if not already steamrolling down the pile of crap that is the Federal Reserve. Um, we are seeing the, the FBI collapsing under its own stupidity. We have stupid people that are leading the country. The entire system is collapsing. And I don't know, aside from like, local how local you are and how well you can take care of yourself i don't know um how else to to counter what the freak is happening this is all insane so yeah that's uh the proud proud guys i'm, I'm kind of liking that uh i did want to touch on because of what is happening with these groups the it, it's it's this group in particular, the, the, the proud guys, if you will. Um, they're trying to charge them with sedition. And clearly there's no case. And it's because a lot of the people who have been charged, it's all misdemeanors for entering a building, right? So now they have to make their argument of like, no, this really did happen. There really was an insurrection. Uh, however, they're messing with organized groups. And here we have another group that, as far as I can tell, hasn't been charged yet, or at least their members might have been. This article is, let's see here. Actually, I believe this article originally was posted last year, which totally makes sense. So, October 2020. No, no, August, okay. August 30th, 2022, uh, the electric boogaloo guys uh, arrive in Ukraine. Far-right groups in the West see the FAR as an opportunity to gain military experience. Now, this is an older article, but this is what some of these other groups who also were involved in J6 are currently doing. Um, they're not in courtrooms. They're not even in the country, but they, they probably will come back. 
The war in Ukraine has attracted a large number of fighters from all over the world. Volunteers and veterans from Canada, the UK, the US, even Japan and Brazil have joined the ranks of the Ukrainian army in an attempt to halt the Russian advance. While Russia assures that these mercenaries will not be considered prisoners of war, they will... If they are captured, analysts fear the certain fighters will become a threat to the national security of their respective countries when they return from Ukraine. Uh, This includes far-right fighters who could gain combat experience and training in Ukraine and then use it for T-attacks. Colin P. Clark, a senior fellow at the Sufan Center. Sufan? I'm saying Sufan. Warned CNN referring to a particular far-right European extremists. The same is true of some of the U.S. volunteers that have joined the travel to Ukraine and fight, such as the uh, Electric Boogaloo guys. Uh, according to Vice News, members of this far-right movement are reportedly preparing to move to Ukraine to fight. In fact, one of its movement's leaders, Mike Dunn, who I interviewed for my book about Duncan Lemp, has been in the country since last April. Yeah, he was in the middle of a war zone while I was talking to him about what happened with uh, Lemp. The 21-year-old Virginia native has been involved in the fighting around Donetsk and until recently was hospitalized in a Ukrainian military hospital due to a Russian heavy artillery attack. So yes, this is what some of these groups are doing and yet the Justice Department is trying to bleep them over with false accusations. Now, what do you think is going to happen with these groups? Are they going to view the government favorably for trying to throw them in prison cells for absolutely no reason whatsoever? And, um, oh, is this one? It seems like this article here was Vice. Oh, there it is. The electric boogaloo guys are plotting a bloody comeback. We will go to war. Now this is, uh, and you can actually listen to the article on Vice. Uh, That is the title. Dozens of arrests fueled speculation that the Hawaiian shirt-wearing, gun-loving, anti-government group was done for, but it seems that they've merely gone underground and appear to be angrier than ever. I wonder why. I'm not saying that anything that they do from this point on would be justified. But you can't be the bully on the playground and not have a bunch of kids come back and whoop your ass. That's not how shit works. And considering the people who are currently in power are probably the nerds who are initially getting beat up on and now taking revenge on other people. um, This is not going to turn out good. With their trademark Hawaiian shirts, tactical gear, and AR-style rifles, the Electric Boogaloo guys burst into the American protest scene in 2020, testing the limits of open carry laws while rallying around shared fantasies of armed insurrection? Who the bleep wrote this? At the center of their movement was Mike Dunn, a 19, then-19-year-old baby-faced former Marine who built a name for himself organizing militia groups across Virginia. So, yeah, I'm already not impressed with uh, Tess Owen. You suck as a journalist. You clearly did not actually talk to these people, and you're going by mainstream media BS. Just calling it out because I've done more research on this group than you have. 
But it wasn't just flashy display of defiance and edgy memes that made the Electric Boogaloo guys infamous that year. Uh, members ranked up charges for uh, racked up charges for shooting at police stations, plotting to sabotage the power grid, and participating in a conspiracy to kidnap the governor of Michigan, and even attempting to sell arms to Hamas. Mm, let's see here. Let, let's pick this apart, shall we? So, the conspiracy uh, in Michigan didn't happen that was the informants and there was one guy that kind of sort of might have trained periodically with people who were members if if i'm remembering this correctly it was mostly the wolverine watchmen and not this group in particular who uh were involved in that let's see here <clears throat> shooting at police stations don't know about that one i'd have to actually research that Plotting to sabotage the power grid. Now, I do know that Mike Dunn did turn in one of his guys because he was trying to, I think, attack a hospital. So, clearly that's not part of their ideology. And if there's bad members who are coming into the group, they're probably glowies. So, yeah. Uh, and attempting to sell arms to Hamas. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that either. But the, the Michigan one, that kind of pisses me off because this group and their name is not one that rarely, if ever, comes up during that discussion. But the breaking point for the government was when a Electric Boogaloo uh, member uh, murdered two law enforcement officers in California. I'm not sure when that happened. The DOJ formed a task force to investigate anti-government extremists. They've always had one since the 80s, so this is nothing new. And the FBI began knocking on doors. Six months later, almost as quickly as these floral-shirted militants had materialized on American streets, the electric boog uh disappeared from the public view even dunn hung up his hawaiian shirt changed his phone number got a job at a county jail and laid low for a while um yeah he i've seen his post about why he left the group there's speculation he might come back um but yeah he was becoming frustrated with the dipshits that were coming in and doing stupid stuff so clearly this isn't I would say these things that they're bringing up are not the actions of somebody who follows the ideology of this movement. Uh, the sudden disappearance of the electric boog fueled speculation that the slew of DOJ investigations and arrests had literally taken them off the board, perhaps destroying the movement forever. The fact of the matter is the FBI won. A once prominent electric boog from Texas recently wrote online. Maybe. I mean, you're not centralized. You have, like, guys who are kind of sort of out there for the media, but for the most part, you're independent. Independent contractor militia, I guess, if you will. I mean, that's what you're doing in Ukraine, right? <clears throat> While it's true the threat of prosecution caused the electric boog to move their profile, the fierce anti-government ideology underpinned the movement never went anywhere, and now the Electric Boog appeared to be regrouping, plotting their public comeback to coincide with what many fear could be a tense, even violent, presidential election season. 
Of course, which only tells me that there's probably more FBI informants and uh, probably agent provocateurs who are trying to regroup uh, the ranks there. <clears throat> In the last six months, the Electric Book have returned to Facebook and are using the platform to funnel new recruits. And OG, OG boys... Uh, into smaller subgroups, which they should have done to begin with, honestly, with the goal of coordinating offline meetups and training according to data obtained by the Tech Transparency Project, otherwise known as they're spying on you, and shared exclusively with Vice News. They're posting propaganda videos, guides to sniper training and guerrilla warfare, how-tos for assembling untraceable ghost guns, which, uh, until Biden came in the office, those were legal. So, okay. The boys are back in town, declared a member of one of the new groups. Uh, Facebook deleted many of the groups after Vice News reached out for this story. Of course you did, because we don't have a First Amendment. <clears throat> Dunn, now 22, recently returned from fighting Russia as a volunteer soldier for Ukraine, once again calls himself a boog, uh, an electric boog, and is consumed by fantasies of becoming a martyr in the streets at the hands of the U.S. government by refusing to comply with police orders and fighting back. He says he's 100% in support of an armed revolt. None of this is quoted. I'm going to point that out. There's no quotes here except for armed revolt. And when it comes to this movement, their idea is that when we get attacked, meaning the electric boog, not me, I'm not a member. I'm just pointing that out. I'm an analyst, so F you. Um, yeah, when it comes to this group, they are completely defensive. They don't go on the offensive. So... Um, Perhaps if you stop trying to throw people in prison as political prisoners, <clears throat> we all die there in the streets at the hands of the National Guard or whatever. That would spark a revolution in the state of Virginia, which would spill over into other states. Dunn told Vice News recently, that was an actual quote. Uh... I don't see it as a lone wolf act of somebody blowing up a building or an act on or an attack on anything, but as a defense of liberty. I think I just made my case. Creating martyrs in the name of the Constitution and freedom. Yeah, so in my mind, he's talking about lockdowns and uh, martial law. Not, not putting up with that BS anymore. Dunn's claims he's training with a group of more than 100 electric boogs in Virginia that calls itself Sons of Liberty and threatens to go to battle if Virginia tries to pass safe gun safety legislation. We will go to war, said Dunn. We will fight, we will die, and we will kill. Unfortunately, it doesn't say we will win. The perfect storm for an anti-government movement. Since about 2015, extremely, extremely online gun enthusiast, extremely? Hmm, okay. <clears throat> extremely online gun enthusiasts have used uh, electric boog drawn from the title of 1984 breakdancing film, Breaking 2, 
as a meme to signal a coming civil war or uprising. Mm, more like fighting back. Like, I, I don't like how they're using some of these terms. I feel like it's a uh, leading people on to believe falsely about some of these groups. This fantasy formed the basis of a community that started on 4chan weapons board and later moved to Facebook where it continued to grow, drawing in an array of <laughs> shit posters, preppers, hardline libertarians, militia dudes, gun dudes, supporters for former president Donald Trump, plus some neo-Nazis and white nationalists. They have to throw that in there. Nazis and white nationalists, from my understanding, if you are a member of this group, they don't like Nazis and they they accept everyone like you can be transgender and be in this group. White nationalists, I don't think this is the group for them. At the outset of 2020, it was free-for-all for the Electric Boog on Facebook, where they developed a shared language of memes, often coding violent rhetoric or threats with layers of irony. There they came up with homophobes for Electric Boog to skirt early moderation efforts. Blue Igloo or Big Luau were popular examples and inspired the Hawaiian shirt aesthetic as well as the images of igloos that they featured on their flag. Anything about the or anti-government groups we should know about? Send email tips to... I might actually have to uh, write this person just be like, you don't know what the bleep you're talking about. The first sign that the online community was morphing into a real-life movement was in January 2020 as an annual gun rally in Richmond, Virginia amid the thousands of grizzly, grizzled gun owners who'd come to the Capitol to protest pending gun bills that day were a group of young, heavily armed men. Their gear was decorated with colorful patches. Are you sure it wasn't some type of proud rally? Including one featuring Pepe the Frog. Yes, because a frog is just certainly evil. With the words, um, blah, blah, blah. Another held a sign saying, I dream of a electric dance-off, if you will. So, yeah. Um, this article goes on and on, but clearly they're trying to make the argument. Let's see here. One anti-government meme group sounds like something the ATF would say has recently been flooded with explicit <clears throat> content, now has over 100,000 followers. The Tech Transparency Project found that the group had gained over 2,000 followers in last few weeks alone. And the water is not boiling, but the flame is on. Boo. Electric Boogaloo have also been circulating a newly redrawn manifesto, a sign that the once sprawling and often hard-to-pin-down movement is honing and narrowing its ideology. That might be something I have to look into, because I know nothing about that. Uh, the biggest epitaph for the Electric Boog's recent return to Facebook says Paul that the FBI's raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago property last August... The raid triggered a wave of violent threats from the MAGA world and calls for <clears throat> civil war. Uh, days after the raid, I, I love how they put Tim Pool in here. Days after the raid, 
Trump supporter with a nail gun attempted to storm into the FBI's office in Cincinnati, which he was later killed following a police standoff by uh, in a nearby cornfield. Yeah, there's a, a ton of this crazy stuff going on. Uh, Guns.com, Hawaiian shirt, paranoia, paranoia. According to George Washington University's program on extremism, there are 49 arrests of people affiliated with the movement from 16 states between January 2020 and July 2022. A trickle of... Uh, electric boogaloo arrest continued to the present day. So yeah, it goes on and on. This is Mike Dunn from a 2020 documentary. And uh, leaving the electric boog. Mm, all my friends are on federal watch list. <laughs> <laughs> you can't prosecute your way out of a narrative. Uh, that's okay. A lot of people aren't afraid of the federal government or the FBI anymore, said Blake. Who's Blake? Uh, there are people out there that I know personally that openly talk about slaughtering federal agents, like dragging them and politicians into the streets and blanking them. They have no fear. They don't care. It, they're shit posters is uh, what I would call that. You can't prosecute your way out of a narrative. The electric boogaloo, like Blake, who joined the movement for a sense of belonging rather than deep ideological affiliation, might have been low-hanging fruit for the FBI, but others who harbor genuine animus uh, towards the federal government pose a bigger threat. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if we started to see um, events happening and they tried to blame people like this. He came to the movement from years of experience in anti-government militia movement under his belt, had been familiar with the <clears throat> meme since its inception online around 2015. Louisville emerged as a particularly intense flashpoint for the racial justice protest of 2020 because of localized anger over the killing of Breonna Taylor, a black medical worker and resident in a botched drug raid. Are they forgetting somebody else who was a member of the group that died three days before her? I think so. I think they, they just completely overlooked that. I am definitely going to be contacting this person because uh, this is... Uh, I'm just going to call this... This is bullshit. So they're completely like rewriting history here when it comes to that. And uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So I will actually be sending them something after this. And um, Tess Owen at voice.com or The Wire at Tess uh, or on Wire? On Wire. What is Wire? I'm technologically retarded, so uh, forgive me. I don't know. So they're making the argument that the uh, the electric uh, dance off is going to um, they're they're plotting a comeback, if you will. And uh, the last article here locked away 
in conspiracy theorist camps the Orwellian dystopia of the censorship industrial complex. And this is by consentfactory.org. And I watched this uh, this hearing here, so I know exactly what they're talking about. And um, let's just see what they have to say. This is C.J. Hopkins. I think something is very seriously wrong with my brain yesterday. I hallucinated that Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger uh, testified before a subcommittee of the U.S. House of Representatives about the censorship industrial complex. The U.S. arm of the global official propaganda and disinformation apparatus has been waging an all-out war and dissent for the better part of the last six years. Gee, nobody said that was happening. I know this couldn't have actually happened, and just an extension, extended hallucination, probably the result of the copious amounts of drugs I consumed in my misspent youth, or the effects of... And then they list a ton of documentaries. Most of these I have seen. I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, some of these go back as far as 2016. Manufacturing normality, totalitarianism. So yeah, well, for quite some time. So I'm sure it was just a hallucination because there's no way Matt and Schellenberger uh, were actually sitting there talking about how Quote, we learned Twitter, Facebook, Google, and other companies developed a formal system for taking in moderation requests from every corner of government, the FBI, DHS, HHS, DOD, the Global Engagement Center at State, even the CIA, for every government agency scanning Twitter, there were perhaps 20 quasi-private entities doing the same, including Stanford's Election Integrity Project, NewsGuard, and Global Disinformation Index, and others many taxpayer-funded. I want my money back. Is that too much to ask? Seriously, if if you're going to censor me and take away my civil rights, I want my money back. And documenting the coordinated censorship of sources that interfered with certain official narratives like Russiagate and the apocalyptic virus. Yeah, just and that's just a crazy conspiracy theory. I am also sure that I was hallucinating yesterday because right in the middle of my hallucination, right around the time that Stacy Plaskett started squawking like a demon, uh, I had another hallucination like my hallucinating self was hallucinating, which is like being in a Christopher Nolan film. In this one, Matt asked to talk about how, Matt asked me to talk about how I was censored. By Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, etc., and their governmental and NGO partners in 2021. And I started babbling all this conspiracy theory stuff about the very censorship industrial complex that Matt and Schellenberger were testifying about in the hallucination I appeared to be hallucinating the other hallucination in. And then my hallucination got weird. How many drugs did this guy do back in the day? Now, it's been quite a while since I've indulged in any seriously mind-bending drugs. Okay, so quite often. But this reminded me of a bad LSD trip. I can't compare because I've never done. Uh, like when Satan started talking to you through the TV. There I was, happily hallucinating these two distinguished 
independent journalist who had done all this historic reporting on a story of extreme importance had been invited by Congress to talk about it, and suddenly it all went dark and twisted. That's not a hallucination. That's how it went. Stacy Plaskett, the ranking member of the House Judiciary Subcommittee, started ban- badgering, insulting, smearing, baiting Matt and Schellenberger like Joe McCarthy in drag. That wasn't Joe McCarthy? Trembling with hatred, she accused them of being members of some sort of Substack-based death squad that posed a direct threat to people who opposed them and of stoastically terrorizing Yal Roth. Uh, Isn't he a a child uh, lover of children? Was that a thing? Uh, The former Twitter censorship czar and of unleashing homophobia and anti-Semitism on him. Okay, then she launched into a spittle-flecked rant (laughs) about January 6th and threatening our democracy until she was restrained by James Jordan. I wish, the wording here is perfect, I wish that's how it was. I want to see James Jordan actually like holding her down and like restraining her. Uh, The subcommittee chairman, and this was just during her opening remarks. She's an asshole. I'm just going to call it out. That's uh, what happened that day. The other Democrats soon joined in the bullying and lying and smearing and sneering and generally acted like prosecutors at some hate-drunk witch trial. Yeah, they were acting like this was the, you know, like the Nazis were being put on trial. And uh, it was insane. Okay, so it doesn't pay much at all, but it's fun. I tend to sleep fairly well, so don't worry. I'll get back to doing that sh- blah, blah, blah. Censorship industrial complex is a bigger story than just the U.S. division. I'll be prodding Matt and other uh, Twitter files journalists who prod Elon Musk to bring in international journalists to cover the same story in countries like... Wow, Germany, the UK, Australia, Canada, France, Italy, the Netherlands, and so on. Uh, feel free to join in the fun. Whole, so, I mean, Twitter is international. So that means all these other countries were doing, the, we know the UK was. We know that. Uh, there is another article. And let's see if I can find that fairly quickly. But um, there is another article here about uh, the UK monitoring certain people, people for, um, uh, let's see here. Come on, come on, you can do it, you can do it. Uh, Coordinated hoax campaign. Um, mm-hmm. Why to us all? Well, that's just old news. Okay, I'm thinking it's more towards U.S. Congress votes to declassify. That's kind of old news. Um, damn it, am I not going to find this? Or perhaps I just, uh, Use the actual search feature. That that might work. 
UK tech firms face serious risk from Silicon Valley bank collapse. Oh, no, that's UK disinformation unit. Aha, here we go. UK disinformation unit monitored headmaster who questioned um, <clears throat> jab for children. This is from Epoch Times. So this, this was happening. Like, we don't need Twitter to tell us that this was happening. A headmaster who questioned the effects of lockdown and masking on children, as well as the uh, jab, was reported to the UK's terror watchdog and had his social media posts monitored by government disinformation units. This is everywhere. In January, Westminster confirmed that it had monitored lockdown critics, including conservative prime ministers and journalists on social media platforms via its disinformation units after documents were obtained by the civil liberties group Big Brother Watch. Yeah, I'm not surprised this is the UK. I'm not. Headmaster Mike Fairclough, who has 20 years experience in running the state-funded West Rise uh, junior school for 11 to mm, okay uh, told the epochs time he also had been monitored so this wait so this guy is running a state junior school for 7 to 11 year olds and he was monitored Fairclough was one of the few voices in education and only serving headmaster to express concerns over the effects of the response to the pandemic on children and the resulting mental health problems. My personal belief is that the risk from these jabs outweigh any possible benefit for a child. I have conveyed my opinion using my social media channels, generally by reposting and quoting mainstream media articles, which have supported my stance. Not even his words. Mainstream media. Fairclough said that the colleagues with the education sector have remained publicly silent on the subject of the jab for children and that there is still an air of fear and caution around even mildly skeptical conversations about it. A person using a computer uh, in an undated... Oh, okay. Counter disinformation unit. The Counter Disinformation Unit, or CDU, part of the Department for Digital Culture, Media, and Sport. Sport? Okay. Leads the UK government's operational response to domestic disinformation threats online. Do I need to go any further? So yes, this was happening in the UK as well. That was kind of a given, but now they know for sure. Even a, uh, a guy who runs a school was being monitored by these assholes. I don't get it. I don't like it. Um, it needs to stop. Seriously. Uh, leave the internet alone. That's, that's my suggestion right there. So anyways, that is the last of the articles I have to cover on this topic today. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, quite the s show out there oh man okay so anyways mistrials disinformation spying lying uh groups regrouping yeah you kind of see where things are going so anyways uh take care and keep on typing